How is it? Just like that. How do you go live? Just like that. We are live and we are living on a thin line. That is the name of the show. I am Tony Visick. I am the host of the show. We come to you six days a week at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We are your daily distraction while the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla in the world today. We come to you on three platforms. Uno, dos, tres. ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com where you can sit back and simply listen. Uh, YouTube Comedy Schools, we get a wide expanse of my very messy office, are right here on Facebook Live. Let me be the first to say to you via podcast right now, Merry Christmas. It is Christmas week, and uh, it is the most unusual time. It is the best of times. It is the worst of times. Uh, and for most of us, the way that we've lived our lives, it's been a far, far better thing than we have ever done before. Uh, let me say Merry Christmas to you. Uh, one of the things that uh, the right wing, and I am not, um, Travis Miner says buttercups and mayonnaise, but damn it, Travis, you know what, you know what, peanut butter and heroin to you, damn it, sir, damn it, you just, you touched me. Um, one of the things that uh, um, the right wing tried to gin people about over a number of years, Jim Perry says happy Kwanzaa, and I know that for you, Jim, comes from the heart. Uh was uh, the war on Christmas. Remember the war on Christmas? That there was a claim by uh, conservative media, right-wing media, there was a war on Christmas. We can't even say Merry Christmas anymore. Well, you could always say Merry Christmas. You were allowed to say Merry Christmas. A lot of businesses began to say Happy Holidays because they realized that their customer base touched a wider array of individuals than just those who were celebrating the birth of Christ. Matter of fact, I'm old enough to remember when Christmas was specifically about that and then secondarily about presents, but somehow the Christmas holiday shopping season became such an important linchpin to the American service economy that that was kind of pushed to the wayside and just left with the empty shell. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! We're going to Walmart. We're going to Dillard's. We're going shopping. Merry Christmas. Oh, it's the holiday season. Uh, you know what I'm doing? I'm going to max out all my credit cards. Um... So, uh, and let, just let me settle this for uh, the living on a thin line crowd, for the comedyschools.com crowd, uh, my, what I do business-wise, okay, and personally, okay? When I'm talking to friends and family, when I'm talking to business people and I'm doing business, I say happy holidays. When I'm talking to friends and family, I say a Merry Christmas. And when I'm sitting all by myself in the middle of the night, I sit there and go, how the fuck am I going to pay for all this shit? That is how I celebrate Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. And however you do it, that'll be fine too. Jim Perry says uh, that it is a conspiracy to distract us from the bigger issues like uh, salting pizza. You are correct, sir. You are correct, sir. That this is, uh, you know, Jim, uh, the salt on the pizza thing, that's... It's never sat right with me. Jim Perry uh, is the owner of JP's Comedy Club, jpscomedyclub.com, 860 East Warner Road, Gilbert, Arizona. Um, because um, it's, damn it, it's unhealthy, Jimmy. You're a young man. The decisions, Jimmy, that you make today, now, today, now, will affect the rest of your life. My uh, deep, deep and unassailable love for salami has led to several health issues in my 60s. I mean, my, uh, my love affair with lunch meat 
has led to uh, at least two of the medications that I take now when I get up in the morning. <laughs> and Charles Kaminsky, I just want to say that we hope you're doing well too. Uh, Travis Miners put Skittles in his pizza. Yeah, you know what, Travis? I believe you. And you know what? I'd like to see you make a video of that. I want to see a Skittle pizza. I want to see it. I want to see it on Facebook. I want to see it on Instagram. I want to see, I want to see it on your, um, your OnlyFans page, Travis, because I know you got one because you got those orange pants and uh, that's how you're making money right now. Uh, Jim Perry, why I can't feel my toes. Um, yeah, that's probably it. You know, you, you may have lost a toe or two. My doctor keeps telling me uh, I must diabetes about weight. Uh, I'm going to have it. And I says, look, the only way I'm losing weight is when you lop off a toe. So uh, that is a dark, dark joke. But uh, there you go. There you go. Um, what else is going on today? Oh, on Monday, tonight, the guy who salts his pizza. I'm going to his club. I'm going to his club, uh, jpscomedyclub.com. And I'm going to uh, doing a free intro for my stand-up comedy workshop. She goes, but it's Christmas week. Well, people are buying people gifts, right? And that gift doesn't always have to be some piece of plastic or some piece of electronic machinery, you know, or something like that. Sometimes the gift could just be a gift of a workshop. One year, my wife gave me guitar lessons, but that was more for her. I always, that's right, our club. I always, you know what? I'm always deferential, Jim, to uh, uh, everybody because, you know, that makes me seem like a good guy. Uh, our club. I'm going to be at our club. JP's Comedy Club. Our club with our gang. There was not the uh, theme song to the our gang uh, movies, but uh, it suffices for right now. <laughs> I'm going to be at our... You know what? It's my club. It is now mine. <laughs> I'm going to be there tonight. I'm going to be there tonight at 7.30 with a free intro of my stand-up comedy workshop. If you ever thought about doing stand-up comedy, if you would like to improve your public speaking skills, if you're just looking for a reason to get out of the house at night and you need an excuse and your wife knows your athletic skills and knows you're not doing anything athletic uh, or your husband, uh, come on down and check out our free intro. If you like what you hear and like what you see, we'll get you signed up for our five-week course and you'll be on your way. There's so many good things going on in our club right now. And one of the cool things that uh, I've kind of noticed beginning at JP's is we've got so many young new comics, or even not young, guys like John Cowan, who's not young. He's about my age. Uh, he's around my age, but he's a great guy. And uh, you get that feeling that they get a feeling it's their home, you know, and they're hanging out there and they're kind of, uh, 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 they're just having the time of their life. I'm going to say that a lot of the comics that Jim and I are booking down there are having more fun than Jim and I. Or Jim and I. What's Jim and I? It's... <laughs> You know what? And we're having fun and they're having a great time. And you can see it, you can feel it. And that's one of the cool things about stand-up comedy. The comics are feeling good. They're in a good mood. They're having a good time. They go on stage make sure you have a good time. We have fun shows there. Now, we're off this week because we're not pagan heathen bastards. Okay? There will be no shows at JP's Comedy Club on Christmas or Christmas weekend. To the best of my knowledge. What do I mean by that? It just might, you know, we might be sitting on Saturday night and go, I don't know, let's make a Facebook post. What the hell? Let's see what happens. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we are taking this week off. Okay. Uh, so, and we're going to regather and collect our thoughts and we're going to have fun and we're going to figure out ways to bring more fun to you guys. I keep promising and I'm going to do it today to put up the Zoom link for the New Year's Eve show. So for those of you who can't make it to the club, uh, are, not, are still not going out, and I respect you and salute you. Uh, you'll be able to uh, experience 
experience the uh, the show we're doing New Year's Eve with me and uh, Pizza Salt Boy Jim Perry. I don't know if you put if you if you put salt on your pizza and it's pizza salt, you're really assaulting a pizza. That's what you're doing, Jim, assaulting a pizza. All right, what do I got around here to talk about? What do I want to talk with you guys about? Uh, you know what? I put up a silly Facebook post today. I know some of you saw it, where I said, and it, I can't even quote myself properly. Put up, and just like that, okay, people started, you could tell how smart people were. You know what? I can't even quote it. It was saying that people who were making fun of Dr. Jill Biden for having the, the title doctor in front of her are stupid, are stupid. And it's gotten, it's going to hit like a couple hundred likes which is a lot for an old man. You know, it's not like I'm some TikTok girl. Yeah, yeah, like me, like me. Uh, I just frightened. If there are any children watching, I'm sorry for scaring them. And uh, I won't pay for their therapy, but please send them. Like me, like me, like me. Uh, I like it, like it, like it. So, uh, 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 you know, and one guy, uh, a broke down comic from the Midwest, who I knew was a funny guy back in the day, who's become one of those right wing guys. You know, the problem you know, I know some great conservatives, and I know great conservatives, and I've read a lot of great conservative writers, you know, and there's a cogent argument made for a lot of conservatism, and oddly enough, oftentimes, when, at one time as liberalism becomes conservatism, it kind of shifts around, you know, there's some basic tenets, but a guy who at one time was like, you know, dyed his hair and did crazy stuff in clubs is now curmudgeon, <laughs> And that, they're, that they've chosen, the two things they seem to have chosen is going after Hunter Biden and Jill Biden. That's what they got. You know, and I saw people on Fox News today going, if there's even a hint of impropriety, I can't even say the word, impropriety, if there's even a hint of any problem at all. And you're talking about an administration, there's, nothing, it's not, there's never been a hint of wrongdoing. There's been a screaming from the rooftop of doing wrongdoing. And I just found it kind of funny. And uh, people are having a lot of fun with that post. It was just a silly post that I put up. And uh, you never know what's going to bing. Just going to bing people. People like to be binged. Bing. Uh, I did a great, you know, if you, uh, if you come out to the New Year's Eve show, I got some brand new stuff I'm doing. And by the way, for those of you that are in St. Louis that were uh, kind enough to come out and see our St. Louis show, in uh, 2019, and we were supposed to be back there in 2020. We couldn't make it. I got all brand new stuff that uh, I've been testing out. It's not like I'll be up there with a notebook. Uh, tell me if you like this joke. Is this like a cool joke? Uh, all brand new stuff. And I'm going to make Jim do all brand new stuff. Uh, new Year's Eve. So even if you've seen Gemini before, I keep sounding like Gemini in my head. How do you say the word impropriety? Is that it? Impropriety? Why do I want to put an extra R in there? Improprietary. Impropriety. All right. I, you know what? I, I'm sorry. I, 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 went in, I did do a little rewind and edit in my head there. Uh, if you've seen us before, you're going to see something brand spanking new. It's going to be brand spanking new. I've had a lot of fun. Uh, well, not fun, but a lot of... Um, I did a 10-minute bit last night on my recent uh, hospitalization that... Uh, and I don't like to brag on myself, but damn, I had the room howling at it. You know, and uh, uh, if you like seeing pain turned into funny, uh, you're going to want to come out and see me New Year's Eve because I'm going to talk about uh, just how miserable I am and make it hilarious. So, you know what? I'm not actually miserable. That's, that's tough for a comic. You know what's tough for a comic 
is I don't really care about a lot of stuff that people care about. I don't care if Jill Biden calls herself doctor. You know, I don't care about that. I don't care about uh, the way people drive. You know, I don't care about it. You know, I don't care that uh, some people shop at Walmart and some people shop at Target. I don't care. I don't care about all those little things. You know, I came home last night. I'll tell you this. I got home from, uh, uh, from Jim and I's club last night. And I got home at a reasonable hour. We do those shows at 5 o'clock on a Sunday. You know, I got home at a reasonable hour. I, and I came in through the door. And uh, Cheryl was downstairs doing something in the kitchen. And uh, our little grandson stayed with us. He's sitting on the floor playing with toys. And uh, two dogs and a cat are jumping around me like, uh, like uh, I've just rolled away the stone and re- revived myself from the dead. And I went, man, I feel like Jimmy Stewart at the end of It's a Wonderful Life. And when you got those kind of feelings, it's hard sometimes to do comedy. But I still have in the back of my head some of the sickest thoughts you could ever imagine in your entire life. Some of the most twisted stuff. And, um, and I'm going to share that as entertainment with you <laughs> on New Year's Eve. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, Tim and Mike, uh, Tina and Mike Lawson. Hey, you guys. Is it snowing back in Missouri? Missouri? They should be more pushed at people. They should be more pissed at people calling Trump president. Yeah, you know what? You know, um, I don't know what, how history will look back upon this time. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that needs fixing. If you're a Trump fan, you think that he fixed a lot of stuff. Uh, time will tell. Um, I think those of us think a lot of stuff that will be fixing. We've had not the biggest pandemic yet in the nation's history during this administration with no federal response. And we've now had the largest breach of some of our most sensitive information by Russians during this administration. Those are pretty big deals. Those are pretty big deals. Uh, Tina, Mike, I know what you're saying. Mike, he said, not pushed, pissed, no snow. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Good. Snow looks great that first day. For those of you that don't know, Jim knows. He's from Chicago. Okay. Um, Travis Miner said, I used to dance like an animal at a club called Gemini's. I'm sure you did uh, with a bunch of dollars in your shirts. Um, <laughs> Jim knows about snow. I know about snow. It's like my daughter loves snow. And I go, yeah, you didn't have to live in it. Because it's not that first day when you get that beautiful, gorgeous white blanket that almost sparkles. It's the second and the third day. So you have to go to work. You're driving through sludge and mud. And your car's getting stuck. And your muffler gets ripped off. You're driving over a gravel road in snow. And you don't know that there's a big rock in the middle. So uh, I'm glad that I live in Arizona where there is no snow. I know if I ever want to see it, I can always fly back east and enjoy it for a day or two or even go uh, up in the mountains in uh, southern, sunny Southern California. All right, so let's get to the stuff. What do I got here to show you right now? Um, I bought these the other day. Uh, none of you will be interested except me, but uh, here it is. I got Fantastic Four, 79 and 80. Look at that. Look at that artwork. Isn't that fantastic? That's the thing. All right. And then uh, 80, which has uh, the thing and the human torch both on there. The thing and the human torch, they were the, uh, the thing and the human torch. Look at that guy. He's on fire. They were the coolest. And um, the thing was the saddest because the thing was similar to the Hulk. 
a regular guy who had been turned into a large, uh, incredibly strong, incredibly fast, ungodly athletic creature, but looked hideous. He looked hideous. Now, the Hulk would turn back to uh, Bruce Banner, but the thing couldn't. And the Human Torch was a kid who then could become fire and fly around and throw fireballs at people, and he could control it, but oftentimes couldn't. But what made those comics so popular? What made them so popular was that the, instead of playing them as gods like Superman and Batman of the time, that they were outcasts, that they were unusual, that even though what they had was special, it made them feel like freaks. And that so appealed to adolescent boys and to uh, viewers of uh, Living on a Thin Line. So uh, I'm continuing to collect my fantastic... I can't... Why am I collecting Fantastic Four comics? Because I can't get the Spider-Mans, man. Somebody whips them out right away. By the way, if you ever see old Spider-Man, um, anytime you see an old comic and it has 12 cents or 10 cents on the cover, if you're at a yard sale or if you're at a, a, a thrift shop, you know, or something like that, and it's got 12 or 10 cents on the cover, scoop that baby up. Scoop that baby up. Okay, it might be worth a lot of dough. Uh, let's see. Jim Perry says, uh, de-icing my car and cutting my knuckles caused me to move to AZ. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, I had a choice back in the 70s if I was going to move to Los Angeles or New York, and I was living in a river cabin. I was back to the land, man, just being real. You know, living in a river cabin, I'd like a beer down to here. You know, listen to a lot of Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Not Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Um, I was picky. Uh, you know, a lot of Dan Fogelberg. <laughs> and uh, I got snowed into the cabin. It was just me and his dog I had. I had a dog. Uh, as a little dog. When I'm a little dog. Dogs. And uh, I thought, I got to get out of here, by the way. I got to do something with my life, and I'm not going to be able to do it here. I love it here. I'm having fun here. But I'm not going to be able to do whatever my destiny is. And here we are today. Uh, unless I moved either New York or Los Angeles, and I was snowed in, and I flipped a coin, said heads New York, tails Los Angeles, came up heads New York, and I kept flipping it until it came up Los Angeles. <laughs> so I got away from the snow. Um, Travis Miner said, uh, not the biggest pandemic yet. Hold my vaccine. We can all go out and lick lampposts. We can all go out and lick lampposts. We can all go out and lick lampposts. We can all go out and lick lampposts by emergency wards. And uh, not take the vaccine. We could show 1918. We could show the last century. What else has Travis got to say? His firepower ran hotter with emotion, and he was an emotional kid. Um, well, who are you talking about, Travis? Okay, all right. All right, let's, uh, let's get to the music, shall we? Hey, uh, remember, man, uh, always check out JP's Comedy Club, jpscomedyclub.com. And if you like buying comic books... And if you like getting collectibles, check out Mr. East Comics. They're not paying me to say this. Mr. E Comics in Maricopa. The guy, Brian, who runs it down there, just a cool guy. He has a real love for what he's doing. And uh, even though, like, he's a grown man, because, yeah, you know, grown people, we become serious about baseball cards and comic books. We just do because they, they take on value, yet it still lets us stay connected with our childhood. He's great with kids. When Sully, my grandson, and I go in there, man, he answers all of Sully's questions. Talks to him like a person. Doesn't talk to him like, hey, little kid. You know, so, uh, and it's also because Sully knows his stuff about what he's into. So, um, Neil, 
Really pussified things, Travis says. Neil. Okay, is there a Neil on there? Um, Tina Michael says bobbleheads. Yeah, I rescue bobbleheads. I have them. Uh, I got a cool thing over here I'm going to show you tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be um, who's the biggest star. We have Sharon Osbourne, James Dean, and Tony Visick. We have all three of those bobbleheads. We're going to see about who's the biggest star. Uh, Angela Fox says anti-maskers perplex me. Fifth grade science. We all know how viruses work. You are absolutely correct. It is one of the strangest things I ever saw. You know, I mean, I know like, you know, you know, like bikers who don't want to wear helmets. I get it. I want the wind to flow free from my hair. I get it. I get it. You know, I felt weird at first. when they first said we we're going to have to go everywhere in a mask. I'll be honest with you. I had I was a little horrified, not like angry to push back. I was like, oh, my God, we're here. We're here. But we wear them, you know, and so far, so good. So far, so good. Let's, let's just all hang on, man. Let's just all hang on. So that vaccine comes a rolling through your uh, neighborhood, your city, your town. Some guy comes pull up in a wagon, pops out the bag, goes, all right, gather around, everybody. We got Dr. Julius J. Johnson's magic vaccine. It's good for what ails you, good for the liver, the heart, the mind, the soul. Also puts lead in your pencil, and we'll get rid of the COVID. Come on, step up. Who's going to be the first to buy a bottle? <laughs> all right, let's talk about uh, the music. Let's get to that real quick. I'm bouncing around today. Um... I'm going to go with this album. We're going to talk about this. It's kind of, like I said, they do a lot of comfort music, reach it back to songs that kind of give you that nice, sweet, I don't know, wonderful, warm feeling inside you. And one of the albums that was the most important albums of the 60s, come out of the rock, our folk rock era, was this album, Sounds of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel. So, I'm bumping stuff around here. There you go. Sounds of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, like many inter, like many musical groups, uh, you know, if you look at Hall and Oates, okay, it's Daryl Hall who sings all the lead stuff, and Oates who just does backgrounds. Very few songs were uh, Oates, and it was the same thing with uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Paul Simon wrote all the songs. Paul Simon arranged the songs, but with Art Garfunkel, and later on went to a very nice career uh, on his own. <coughs> But uh, without Art Garfunkel, they would not have reached the stunning level that they had in the 60s. Now, this was produced by Bob Johnston. Bob Johnston, who also uh, was on Columbia. Okay, and why do I mention that? Okay, I mention it because this uh, came out in 1965. Okay, the same year as uh, Bob Dylan's Highway 61 revisited. Bob Johnston produced some of the biggest Bob Dylan albums. Bob Johnson produced some of the greatest uh, uh, Simon and Garfunkel albums. They were all on the Columbia label. Columbia somehow had become the clearinghouse for some of the most important music of the 60s. On this album, the three biggies are Sounds of Silence, Richard Corey, and I Am a Rock. Sounds of Silence, Richard Corey, I Am a Rock. Now, the song we're going to feature is going to be uh, I, am a, I Am a Rock. That's the song that we're going to feature. It's a great tune. If you haven't listened to it for a while, listen to it again. You realize how well put together it was. You'll hear that young man hurt in anger that was uh, uh, percolating through Paul Simon when he wrote this. The most interesting song, if you want to check it out, is Richard Corey. So Richard Corey was, they took the lyrics to a, a, uh, a poem by Edward Arlington Robinson and put them to a little folk melody. And Richard Corey is about a poor factory worker 
who works in a factory for Richard Corey <coughs> and hates his own personal life and just wishes he could be Richard Corey and how much it burned through him that he, he hated the life he lived in and he cursed his poverty and he wished that he could be Richard Corey. And the song in the poem ends, Richard Corey who has a nice house and a nice carriage and nice horses and a beautiful wife and all this stuff. And this guy's so, so envious of Richard Corey. And the song wraps up at the end with one night inexplicably, not their word, mine, Richard Corey puts a bullet through his head. So Richard Corey has died. There's a slight pause in the music and then we get back to, I wish that I could be Richard Corey. Pointing out that some people are so miserable in their own existence, they'd rather be someone who has just killed themselves. I was talking with a family member one time, sometime back, and they were explaining me the way they were doing things. I said, you're still trying to please dead people. I said, all the people you're talking about have been gone for years. I said, and everything that they told you about so much of this stuff is wrong because it was sort of emotionally abusive information. So I think I want to take a look at that a little bit for the day, man. Let's really appreciate, you know, I told Shirley today, uh, we were talking about Christmas gifts. You know, we're not going anywhere this year. We're not going to Los Angeles. We're going over a lot of different people's houses, but we're fortunate. We're fortunate, she and I, that we have each other. I'm fortunate. Um, you know, we've got uh, uh, my daughter Stephanie here, my little grandson Sullivan, you know, so we will have uh, a holiday, but you will have a holiday too. Okay, Christmas is in the mind. Not in the giving. Christmas is in the spirit, not on the sales tag. All right? And I told her, I said, I'm just grateful that we made it through this year and we're still relatively intact. And for those who didn't and are still with us, all of us are going to help to see you pulled forward. All right? And for those of you that are permanently gone, we salute you on this holiday. Now, I should end there with a nice serious note, but Bob Rocky just showed up. Uh, Robert Aguirre, Bob Rocky. And he went, feature this.